Hamza. I feel like he can beat Hamza. He's too big for Hamza. Damn, yeah, you guys are big. going against your boy Hamza? Well, look at the Usman fight. He was oh. landing in at the latter half of round two. It's round two, yeah. he was yeah. exhausted. I was like, what the fuck? But, this is also Hamza at the heavier weight where he didn't have to cut as much. Mm. So I'm not saying that will happen. I'm just saying that's DDP's path to victory is yeah. using his gas tank. Because he obviously gets stronger in the fight. This is what I want. I want Izzy to come back. Mm -hmm. I want him to fight DDP. If he wins, I want him to rematch Sean Strickland. Then I want him to retire. Whoa. So, DDP did cut a pretty sick promo for the Izzy fight. But seriously, no. though, he might be gay, though. <laughs> Honestly, I think South African dudes, I think they're just super comfortable. Yeah, hey, probably. you say that to the people in the comments. They don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> everyone to the casuals we are a mma and combat sports show hosted by very very casual fans fans that are so casual that we didn't know how to score the fight when we thought we were right we were fucking wrong uh my name is gilbert that black belt right there is nick wearing a tiger belly sample from 2008 i don't know how you remember giving me that hat bobby and we got bobby. here the sickest man in the planet, but the most sexy with his fashion. David So, everybody. Oh, wow. David Gandalf, they call me. Teach me how to dress, dude. Uh, you just wear clothes and cover your face first. <laughs> you want me to wear a burka? <laughs> and on the room, we also got our favorite. We got wheels, semi-racist. What up? Semi-racist. A little Stop racist, it. just a little, dude. And we also got Andres in the room. That When I think of MMA, I think of that guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, all right, let's just get into it. Uh, UFC 297. Uh, we got Sean Strickland uh, versus, finally, we can all say it, the real African champ, Drickus. <laughs> hey, can I just say this? <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That boy gay, huh? <laughs> hey, that boy a little gay. Well, you can't kiss your coach every now and then. Is this what you're telling? Hey, me? I kiss my dad. What's wrong with that? I'm not. I'm not making a a, a judgment moral call. I'm just saying. A moral call. I'm just. I. I got. I. You know. We all love the gays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But is he gay? Is he for real gay though? I don't know. Why do you say that? What is he, your evidence? He could for be him a being? gay icon if well, he I comes think, out. I don't know. I think the dick grab is a little weird. Wait, what was the dick grab? Can we walk through that? There was uh, his previous fight. His before he was going uh, sitting up from his corner. His coach juggled his balls. Maybe that's just some South African stuff. I don't think so, man. You think that's there was cultural? a bunch of people who were from South Africa. They're like, we don't do that. <laughs> they're like, oh, we don't, because people are oh, saying like, wait, what happened? Pause. What? Uh, sorry, we were interrupted by Fancy B from Bad Friends, but uh, David, what are the evidence for Drickus being a gay man? Well, he just be kissing his coach on the mouth all the time, yeah. and like, I for, you know, for me too, just- Can we pull up some footage so we could check it out? Yeah, not to be like <laughs> culturally insensitive, I was like, oh, maybe it's a South African thing, so I went through the comments, and everybody but South Africa was like, nah, man, you don't approve that's, not a, that's not a thing guys do out here, so I thought he was gay. <laughs> so he's not gay? Hey, you think you think DDP handsome? What's he doing? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be honest with Kinda. you, you know Sean Strickland's actually a really good looking dude too. Yeah, they're both good they're looking fellas. Both good looking dudes. Dude, when Sean is ripped, he's good. Hey, he's he's pretty handsome either way, man. To do this during the middle of like corners, this that's right here. Boom. Yeah. Just a little squeeze. Yeah, that's right weird, right? Because he's not boom. He's not cup checking. He's squeezing his boom. Maybe DDP's coach is like a little molester, right? Maybe, right? Maybe, and maybe he doesn't he, know. Maybe he's just taking the hey, heat of the moment the of passion. South Africa defendant rugby. What? Is that a is that a rugby culture thing? It's a rugby culture thing. They grab each other's little peepees, dude. Not like that, but usually because you're always putting your hands behind a guy's asshole, like football, but more often because of the ruck. So Colt looks so upset. Yeah, dude. This guy <laughs> haven't seen enough <laughs> rugby. This, this guy's so throwing upset. some bullshit. Out. Don't fall. I think no, no, he's just saying. I, no, don't type, fall for this propaganda. Type in rugby gay porn. Okay, well, <laughs> get out of my search engine, bro. <laughs> Why is Dude. he even looking this up? I don't know. Yeah, I just, I was very fascinated by like, when it happened. Dude, my favorite part about that is DC's fa uh, reaction, too. Yeah. He's kind of like, hey, what the fuck? Dude. Yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because after the fight, they were like kissing again, right? Yeah, I, I just want to know, is he is he gay? But he's not openly gay, right? I don't think he is. Oh, he's not. I don't think DDP, I think he has a fiance. He has a hot fiance, too. Oh, he has a fiance. To the point where I think Sean even, when they went to go dap on the embedded, Sean didn't like cause any trouble. He's like, oh, his beautiful wife was there. Mm. So. He gave him more respect because he has a wife? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's not gay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, never mind then. But, oh, hold on. You've never kissed another man? Never. Not on the mouth on purpose. Why are you smirking a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> like, he goes, never. So there's a lot of like homo homosexual stuff that Korean people do at church. Yeah. In the Lord's house. Where there's like makes sense. <laughs> so there's like this game that 
they do. It's like where you get a pocky stick, and then there's two dudes, and you eat it. Why does that mean two dudes? It's always because that's the steaks. challenge. That's the stakes. So you have to get as close as you can to the pocky stick without kissing each other, and the person with the most pocky stick left wins. It's like it's like chicken. Let me tell you something. Uh, they forgot I was hungry, so so I touched lips accidentally. Yeah. I just kept eating it. He was like, "Yo, back up!" I'm like, "Nah, fool." I'm like, <laughs> and then we, have, you know, we kind of touched lips a little bit. This guy's dedicated. Was Dude, it strawberry or chocolate? It was the strawberry one. And guess what? We won. <laughs> I will say, aren't this aren't straight guys the gayest though? Yeah, I'm not like I don't think so. Like Rolando's, right? Rolando's is our producer, gay yeah. producer. Uh, he told me one day. He pulls aside after he saw us all interacting for the first time. He goes. Why are you guys so gay? More <laughs> gay than me in West Hollywood. I'm like, we're just comfortable. Hey, let me tell you something. We know a lot of WeHo gays, and how gay were you guys being? Because they be flaming, dude. Yeah. There's like a. What was the last time you were there? WeHo, last month, and it's pretty. Uh, yeah, they, it's pretty fun out there, huh? <laughs> What's You're about to say smiling? it's gay out there. This guy keeps smirking. You know why? It's because here's the thing. Like, you got a lot of compliments. If you guys come to Los Angeles and you go to West Hollywood especially like the nighttime, you want to see gays in their element. And it's a very specific type of gay too, right? It's like you want to see like the stereotypical stuff that you see oh, on yeah. TV, the uh, flamboyant. It's specifically only in WeHo. It exists. It's Everywhere crazy. else in LA or anywhere else in the country, I've never seen gay people like that because Sacramento has a huge gay community. So I've been around gay people my whole life. That was unique. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Different. <laughs> it's like everyone had a pocky stick in their mouth. They, listen, <laughs> they touched some dry wood it's going to go into flame. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little, you know what I'm saying? A little bit. Uh, all right. Well, now that we got that settled about Drickus. <laughs> do Plessis go to WeHo a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He frequents there. At least his coach does. Uh, so what do you guys, uh, so wait, so Drickus won. Uh, pretty, I want to say controversial. It was just a very close fight. Uh, a lot of people had split. Uh, I'll give a couple of names before we get into our um, assessment of it. Dana White thought it was 3-2. 2-2 going to the final round. He gave it to Sean. Uh, uh, Anthony Smith uh, would even say it was 4-1 yeah, uh, for Sean Strickland. And you had a little wild. A lot of people, like uh, commentators that were there, uh, were giving it to Drickus 3-2. Uh, Lauren Sanko, John Anik. Uh, Dean Thomas gave it 4-1 for Drickus. Yeah, I don't know which, about that. That was weird. Relax. Um, Luke Thomas. I always like to look at Luke Thomas. I think he has a pretty good eye for it. He said watching it initially, watching the fight as a whole, breaking it round by round, being in the moment, he gave it to 3-2 to Drickus round 2, 3, and 4. But then he said watching it, doing a rewatch, breaking it down, he kind of switched the bit for round two for Sean giving Sean three two the mm. way on a rewatch yeah. when you're truly breaking it down. I here's the what, yeah. What do you think? Here's the interesting thing, right? This is the one of the things I really dislike about like UFC judges, and this has happened time and time again, and it has not not happened the other way around. When you see a fighter who is very jab heavy, right, and attend, you know, they'll move backwards a little bit. Mm -hmm. They always look at that as if it's not a significant as if it's not a significant strike at all mm -hmm. UFC judges fucking hate jabs and I swear to God I want all those judges to get into the octagon and get socked in the face once mm. they need to know how effective jabs are how much it look at Drickus's fucking face I'll say this every time with fucking uh, Josh Emmett right he consistently got jabbed in the face by who Calvin Cater mm -hmm. uh, was it Rob Font or was it it was, it was uh, no, 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 Hawaii. Dan Ige. Dan Ige. Dan Ige okay. and Calvin Cater. And in, just like in this fight, Drickus Duplessis had the habit of constantly throwing big overhands, which, by the way, Sean was blocking a lot with his shoulders, with his guard, with just constantly rolling things, moving out the way. And, like, the fucking fans were eating it up. They weren't—it was not contact. And I fucking— Hate that, especially when somebody is as defensively sound as Sean Strickland. Mm -hmm. When you looked at the fight, Sean was jabbing his fucking face up. In that first round, why did they give it? Why, why does anybody give it to Drickus? What, because of that one takedown? Did they forget how bad he You're talking about the first round? Yeah, the first round. I don't think mm. anyone gave it Nobody to Drickus. No, 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 no. no. So why fine. the fuck would that go to Drickus at all? He was the one who got jabbed in the fucking face. Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand. I think that's like my biggest gripe, right? It's like anybody who sees jabs, they go, oh, he's just tapping him. He's not getting tapped. He's getting fucked up. Yeah. So that's my biggest contention. of. The I'll fight. say this. Usually I would agree with that sentiment, right? Because yeah. people do underplay the jabs. But it depends on the type of fight. When Rob Font fought Cody Garbrandt, I felt like those were very decisive jabs. They were very clean. They're, they landed a lot. I think past round two. R round felt, one, the jab was there. Let's I felt past round two, if oh, we're being generous, yeah. past round two, I felt like I didn't really see the jab land as frequently like the and first as round. much. Yes. 
rounds three, four, five, to me, I felt like the fight started avalanching towards DDP. I would say as a total, like visually. Yeah, yeah because body language-wise, I felt like Sean Strickland's lack of volume towards three, four, five hurt him a little bit. Right as the fight went on, the volume started to go down a little bit lower, and Drickus started to be more volume heavy. Then he even started, if he was missing, even if he was, he was missing, missing, he was busy. He was landing on the shots. He was making Sean back up the whole time, and then the takedowns. Right, like yeah, he didn't really do much with the takedowns, of course, but I'm sure Sean Strickland didn't want to be on his butt. Yeah, I'm sure he if he could have defended the takedowns like he did in round five, he would have done that every single time in two, three, or four. Right, so like, I guess just for the if, audience, if you score for the fight for Sean Strickland, I would say it's one two five. Yes, yes, it's right. Second round one, to me two, is the decider. But depending how you see it, I think you could. If you're a DDP guy, you're going three four, and then the toss up is is two. Toss up is two. Yeah, the toss up is two for both. It's the toss because the last minute to me, I thought Sean Strickland won round two. So this is this is live. You, this is live. You thought Sean had two. Yeah. And that was because Octagon Control, Javin. He landed the better shots. Um, Drickus was kind of coming back into the fight. Some some judges might see that takedown in round two and be like, oh, he he got it. He got that fight. He got that round, maybe. Some, guy, some guys will say that. Um, but I feel like body language-wise and how the fight was progressing pace-wise – I think Sean Strickland won round two, but it's like I'm not mad at it if they give it a DDP either. Fun fact with that, it's like you look at the Compu Strike. It's so fun, even though like we're all saying round two is decider, but the Compu Strike would actually have du uh, Duplessis. That's the only round he won. See, Sean, I'll struck him on every other round, but then damage versus quantity. You know how they do the tweets in the middle of the fights? Yeah. After round two, everybody was like round two Drickus. Every everybody kept saying that on the tweets that they put up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, really? They could really give that to Drickus because, you know, Sean Strickland landed that big right hand. Mm -hmm. It landed on the shoulder, but in the moment you're like, whoa, yeah. right? I don't know if the judges have replayability. So, like, just off that, I feel like because he ended the round strong, you can give that round to Strickland, right? Mm. But then again, it's like, <sighs> and for me yeah. too, like the, yeah, the, I don't know. Well, how did you have the, when you, okay, live? Looking at it, where were you seeing momentum shifts, or did you give specific rounds Three to Sean? Three and four, had that momentum shift where obviously his coach got into his ass and he liked it. Carlos <laughs> 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 got waited the whole time. <laughs> you know, he was all up in his ass. He was telling him you got to pressure forward, and obviously, you know, he has to he has to start pushing the pace, right? Mm -hmm. But when we talk about like what Sean was doing in the first and second round, you know, people kind of talked about it as if like Drinkus was walking him down the whole fight. It wasn't the story of the fight. Mm -hmm. Round one and two, he was in his face the whole fucking time. Yeah. Three and four. Look at how the, how the fifth round fucking ended. Yeah. Sean was the one was the aggressor, and he was putting it on him. He didn't really land much in that last minute of an exchange. Yeah, they're just Sean going was it, yeah. smacking him in the fucking face, and Drickus was, wasn't really landing anything. Dude, round one, Drickus looked like shook. Yeah. He looked like he... he <laughs> I thought that was the end. I, was, yeah. oh, I picked wrong, because yeah, Sean's going to do that the whole entire fight. And I don't know, maybe you, you guys can point to me, how did... How was Drickus... He was missing every single shot that first round. It was crazy. The jab was there. And then, I don't know what happened, but... He just stopped being scared. Yeah, but the, he landed that takedown in round two, yeah. or was it round one? He landed takedown in round one, right? I felt I thought he no no uh, round two. started round two round two round two, round two. nothing round but one. that takedown that he landed changed the game because now he has to worry about the takedown and that's where Sean we saw the jab less maybe maybe the volume overall went down, down. like he he stopped like round one if if Sean just threw a little bit more variety and kicks I feel like it would have been enough. To change the decision of the fight because he had that front teep kick, which was money. Which I don't know why he abandoned. It he was so good. He threw it like once per per round after round one. Yeah, you know, and it, it just because the guy just keeps running forward. I feel like a, a threat up the middle, like a threat up the middle, is going to be really good for a guy like that. The low kicks, even. Yeah, like he threw a low kick that landed. He threw it one time. It threw me off. By the yeah, way. I was like, it really threw me off. Mm -hmm. and I was like, Sean can kickbox. He's got great kicks. I wish he threw a little bit more. I wish he also threw his right hand a little bit more. Yeah, because Drickus kept shifting into southpaw a lot. A lot. And 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 the way Sean throws his right hand, it's like right in front and he's chambered. Bink. Yeah, and it's tight. It's it's as good as his jab. But I feel like if he started to throw a little bit more variety from the angles, he wouldn't landed. A little bit more. I really didn't like the overhands from Sean Strickland as much. Yeah. 
I just felt like his his overhand's really sloppy. Yeah, and it's it's he landed him a couple times. Yeah. But you know, it's like the side of the wrist, yeah. you know. And I felt like if he started to be the sharpshooter that he is, that he can be, I felt like he could have placed that cross a little bit tighter. But I also feel like Sean Strickland spars too much mm. because there his overall fight style seemed like there's not really a sense of urgency until round five. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a big, I think a lot of the commentators were saying, where like, man, and even Eric said it, like you said, third round. I don't like that round, Sean. It's yeah. like, it's almost a constant. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a, hey, bro, try to finish this fight now. And Chris Curtis is kind of like that, too. Similar, yeah. Because yeah. they get so much sparring volume, and they're just like chilling a you little You know what bit. Sean did really well? The fucking leg, the, the fucking leg kick checks. The he check checked almost yeah. everything. Yeah. And I was surprised, like, Duplessis is, is so durable. Because his shit bro. got checked so many oh. times. I, I couldn't believe how bad his fucking uh, kicks were get checked all the time. Mm. All I heard was <laughs> throughout the whole fight, and he just kept walking forward like it was nothing. And he didn't bleed at all on his shins, which was yeah. so weird. Look yeah. at this shit, dude. Drickus reminds me of, like, if GSP, you know how, like, GSP was, like, he bullied? GSP body, yeah. He, G GSP was, like, bullied in high school. I feel like if, <laughs> <laughs> if GSP was a jock starting into weightlifting in high yeah. school, he'd be like Drickus. Because he's just, like, a big marauder, bro. Like, he just walks forward. He's He, he kind of fights like a bully, you know? He just runs you down. His conditioning held up for five fucking rounds and just at a pretty crazy pace. You, you know what he reminds me, too? It's like when we uh, spar, and you always give me this critique, David, of, like, bro, we're sparring. Just get hit and return. Yeah, like Drickus definitely does that. He takes a lot of hits. He takes just a to lot get in. Of yeah. Ugh, look at that one. That one was so bad. That cross check right there. Yeah, and he just ate it like it was nothing. But th those like and everything that Drickus is doing, he's trying so hard. Like everything he's throwing is hundred percent. And he just puts his head out there. Yeah, and like from the judges' point of view. Like, when they're watching that, they could be like, oh, this guy's the busier guy. Aggression. Octagon control. He's moving forward. He's he's dictating. It seems like, like the story of the fight is, he to me, when I was watching it, like, the second and third time, it seemed like Drickus was controlling the pace of the fight for the most part. Yeah. And because Sean is more of a counterpuncher and he sits back a little bit, and then the cut. Like optics wise, it just doesn't look good because he's like rubbing his eye. He looks uncomfortable. So Sean said headbutt. Uh, yeah, fourth. which I that's a, that's was, another thing. Too. I thought it was a headbutt too when I first. Yeah. Watched it. Oh really? You caught really? that? Really? I thought it was a punch. So me and Robin. I, was, oh. I assume. Oh look, it was a headbutt. Headbutt. But then I saw some other fight. They said it could have been from a punch. Mm. But mm. I thought it was a headbutt. Originally. Yeah, because he he threw a right hook, but. Mm. You know, I think right after the right hook, I think they collided heads. Yeah. And dude, Drickus is like, he, if I had a spar, and just by watching him, if I had a spar or fight Drickus, I'd be like, dude, this guy is the most annoying dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, his style-wise, and that's why he just, eventually he finds success in these later fights. He's also just a marauder that could take hits really well, which yeah. is very annoying. Super durable. Right? He kind of remind. he honestly reminds me of uh, fucking, uh, what's it called? I love you. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Yoel. Yoel. He reminds me of Paulo. Paulo. Those like yeah. those kind of guys. They just fucking walk forward. They eat shit and they just throw back harder, which you know that's what they're very much blessed with. See, I think that photo right there. That's the part that Drickus loved the most because he was that close. To <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna read this. Uh, this is a Instagram post from Strickland. MMA. I didn't take the coward's way out and tell the doctor I couldn't see and get a no contest. The only reason why you took a round for me is because I couldn't see. I won that fight. The world knows I won that fight. The belt they gave you will never make you a champion. Enjoy. And this is Sean. Uh, a message out to uh, Drickus uh, because of the headbutt. He feels like that's why Drickus won. And Drickus responded with his gay sassy. Why, Why you did you cry about it? I get. Oh, I'll, I'll say this though. Kind of like that. I mean, like I said, I'm not mad either way. But it, it's it's it sucks for somebody to win a belt like this, mm. right? It's this will forever be an asterisk on Drickus's thing, right? Do you think so though? Is it that big of an asterisk? I, I think so. It's right? a fight. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty big asterisk. I mean, for most people, when they win these championships, so it's it's pretty decisive. I think I feel right. This one didn't feel very decisive for me. I think Drickus is a nice guy. I have nothing against him. It's just like... Except his sexuality, you jerk. No, no, no. That's different. That's different. That's different, dude. It's because I'm a hardcore Christian. <laughs> and he's going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> no, we kidding. just I'm think kidding. his lifestyle's wrong. I'm kidding, guys. If you guys don't Relax. know, I kid. I joke. But, um... <laughs> he's living in sin. <laughs> yeah, he's living in sin, dude. That was his uh, first mistake. <laughs> yeah. 
He already lost the fight. He already lost the fight. You may have won the fight, but you haven't won the war. Dude. Spiritual warfare. Yeah. But um, for him, I don't know, man. Like, I do I want to see this fight ran back again? Honestly, no. no. Like, I, I really don't care for it, but... I will say that, like, that that cut on Sean's eye made look everything look a lot worse than it actually was, mm, yeah. right? Because if you look at Drickus's face, it straight up looks like he was just smashing his face into a desk all day. It was so bad. <laughs> when I saw his face on the post-fight press conference, I was like, oh, my God, what happened to this dude? Yeah, but if you look even at the highlights, right, when they're highlighting when Drickus was hitting Sean, Sean rolling him. It just barely tapped him, and they yeah, gave him yeah. a strike for that. Barely touched him. It was touching him, grazing his nose, grazing his cheek, and they gave him a strike. Those aren't strikes. But also, but, too, I don't know where the guy who's counting the strikes is. I don't know if he's octagon side. I don't know if he's in the back room. But I also think because those looping shots are so it, – it's so hard to see what's going on. Yeah, in and they're the fast. And it's you In hear, the moment. And then also the you moment. hear mm-hmm. – You hear that now. shit – Right, guard might be up. She might shoulder roll. Like I, I think because of Sean's style, sometimes it's prone to getting decisions like this if yeah. he's not active. And that's what happens. Like I said with Josh Emmett, he always hits everybody's guard, mm. and then people freak out. It's like no, yeah. they blocked it. Calvin Cater blocked all of his major shots, and he somehow still fucking lost. And that's why I don't like fights like these. It's just kind of annoying. I just like I said once again. I'm watching from the TV, so mm, we can obviously mm. see a lot more. A lot of people say yeah, it's a little definitely. different. Yeah. It's it's really different. ringside is a whole different ball game for yeah. sure. It's just that you know when somebody chooses his style like this, like I'll say this, Bobby Green. Why do you think Bobby Green every time somebody hits his shoulder, he goes nope, and he points where he hit? <laughs> it's for the fucking copy, <laughs> copy strike, copy yeah. strike. <laughs> it's, it's for people because people freak out. They'll they'll hit his chest. He goes nah. Just to show people he's fine, and he has to do that because of his defensive style. Yeah. So maybe Sean should just probably do that. I saw actually a funny clip of Bobby Green because he used to train with Sean Strickland, mm-hmm. and he was saying that like back when they were all training together, none of the white guys want to train with Sean Strickland because he would go too hard. So only the black dudes want to train with him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bobby Green's like, Sean Strickland fight like a black dude, but he didn't say that. He, he uses the, the other word, word that, <laughs> yeah. that I can't say. Uh, Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like a Nigerian. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, it's it, a fight. So yeah, let's talk about after. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, look, Sean's gonna be fine. The fans love him. They're defending him. Yeah. He's always gonna have eyes on him. Uh, Drickus won. Uh, so what's next for Drickus? You think yeah. Izzy comes back from his 2027 fight announcement? I think or that's a think good fight. That or Hamzat. I don't only no. only one low available. Key, only low one key. available. Low key. I kind of think Drickus is a bad matchup for Hamza. I think so, too, because, number one, look at his gas tank. Yeah, if Hamza <laughs> doesn't finish Drykus, is it Drykus or Drickus? Or I, is it Drypus? I like uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> Whoa, that's on you. <laughs> I didn't say Spot that. Spot that out. I didn't say that. No, it's Drickus. John Rico says that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if it's... I feel like if he fights Hamza... Hamza, I feel like he could beat Hamza. He's too big for Hamza, dude. He's this guy's a fucking heavyweight. Damn, yeah, you guys are big. going against your boy Hamza. Well, well, based, you guys based on way. gas tank alone, dude. You don't think Hamza has a gas tank, dude? You're right, COVID. Yeah, Adam. Uh, <laughs> well, look at the Usman fight, right? Well, it's he was oh. winning in, at the latter half of round two. It's round two, yeah. he was yeah. exhausted. I was like, what the fuck? And even yeah. the Gilbert Burns fight, yeah. right? Like you see him kind of. Obviously, that could all change. This but. is also Hamzat at the heavier weight where he didn't have to cut yeah. as much. Mm. So what the fuck was that? Yeah, I just feel like it, that's Drake. I'm not saying that will happen. I'm just saying that's DDP's path to victory is yeah. using his gas tank because he obviously gets stronger in the fight mm-hmm. depending on how the fight goes. I think Izzy could beat Drakus. I think this is this is what I want. I want Izzy to come back. Mm-hmm. I want him to fight DDP, mm-hmm. right? If he wins, I want him to rematch Sean Strickland. Then I want him to retire. Mm. Whoa! So, avenge, avenge both losses. One yeah. on the mic, and then the other one to Sean Strickland. Nice. And then you ride off on the sunset, and you're pretty much good to go. Your your legacy is set. DDP did cut a pretty sick promo for the the um, Izzy fight. That was good. It was solid. I don't even like DDP like that. And I think his him and his coach are gay, so I really don't like. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Oh. He's talking about he loves them now. <laughs> I don't like you now. I fucking love. Him. But seriously nope. though, he might be gay though. <laughs> Honestly, I think South African dudes. I think they're just super comfortable with it. Yeah, hey, probably. you say that to the people in the comments, they don't agree. 
<laughs> fucking keep disrespecting them. They're like, hey, bro, no. It's not a South African thing. I'm going to go to South Africa, start kissing dudes on the mouth. This is what you do, right? Come here. Wait, I'm just giving you a dick tug. Yeah, come on. I, I do right feel like, is after watching this fight, I do feel like Izzy could snipe Dreykus. I think so, too. Oh, yeah. He could catch him coming in, and so could Pereira. But see, that's what I thought Sean was going to do because of his pinpoint yeah. ones and twos. But, but, but I feel like the variety that Sean, like, obviously, we saw it kind of. The variety the, or the lack of variety that Sean Strickland can throw over a period of time, like what he's comfortable with doing, I feel like was a disservice to him. But a guy like Izzy, just just throwing head kicks every now and then, kicks up the middle, like that will stop Dreykus in his tracks a little bit, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it, he has to defend, he has to respect it the same way Sean Strickland has to respect the takedowns. Dude, imagine like for somebody with like, for example, Adesanya, right? Like one of like Drakus's like or Drakus's go-to guards is what he shells up mm -hmm. because he's trying to lure somebody in so he could throw these heavy shots. But guess what? When you're here and you're squared off, guess what's available? Your fucking legs. Mm. All exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. And, and Izzy has high level attacks, low middle. Like he has it all. He has a deep, deep bag mm -hmm. that he does in all of his fights over and over again. So it's like if Drakus comes with that type of uh, strategy. We'll see what happens. And I feel like Izzy's pretty good at defending the takedown off the cage. Mm. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying Sean Strickland's not, but it's just, he just got in too deep. You know? like Yeah. Uh, and Sean's so tall when he's fighting, and I feel like Izzy's a little bit more elusive. Overall, better footwork, and I feel like that'll be a better matchup against DDP. Yeah, I don't care to see Hamza fight at 185. This he needs guy. one more. He needs one more, or he just needs to be consistent with the things that he's doing, right? So are you a 170 person, or are you a 185? Make, make your choice. Like, wh where are you, you yeah. know? So he's, like, trying to call these shots because he keeps winning these fights, but what do you want? Mm -hmm. Like, the way you're fighting doesn't show that you have a path to what you want in the UFC. Who was he supposed to fight in the last one where Usman stepped in? Was it Costa? It was close to Costa. 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 Paulo. Yeah, see, like that would have been the perfect test. Then he could go. Big, durable guy. True 185. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big 185er. That would have seen, we would have found out what would happen next. Yeah. I'm not mad with whatever happened. I do feel like Drickus doesn't really have, for some reason, I feel like a lot of people are kind of just like, ah, whatever. And then he won the yeah. belt. Like, a lot of people, a lot of yeah. people aren't excited for it. I think even when we picked Drickus, we were like, He'll probably win. Yeah. We weren't like, let's go. I just thought with the takedowns, it was just going to be enough of a threat for him to like, Squeeze one out on Sean and yeah, and look, we were right happened. though. We did choose right though. Yeah, you we know? did. We called so, it. It is what it is. Um, also, during this fight, Ian Gary was watching live and streaming this. And during that fifth round, Ian Gary went off on how sloppy the 185 divisions uh, is, and then was going hard on Sean Strickland about he's going to go up to 185 now because he's so sloppy. He'll beat his ass. Ian Gary trying to insert himself into the 185. Look, to be fair. The fight did from outside watching in is like it did look a little sloppier than usual. Like, yeah, especially for a main event or compared to like, you know, the 45ers, the 55ers, whatever. But I feel like if you chat and shit on Twitter like that, that's misfortune coming your way, dude. Like, I don't mind an Ian Gary, Sean Strickland. Oh, yeah. I like sick. that. Well, how about you not get your ass beat by pneumonia first, bitch? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What'd you get RSV, my boy? He like, yeah, dude. Stop getting your lungs filled up with fluid, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All you do is fucking stop comments on your shit because you're a pussy. We'll see. And he gotta he gotta get through Jeff Neal first. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Neal's no slouch, bro. By the way, Ian Gary, I actually love your striking. I think it's it's so clean, pretty. beautiful. It's pretty. fantastic. Pretty. I just talk on the podcast. We make jokes. That's all. Yeah, we'd love to train with you. Yeah, but David will fight he, you. Ian, oh God, hell no. <laughs> David Gary is one of those guys that you could tell he's been fighting so much since he was young. He's like evolved his style from watching a lot of great fighters. He's so good though. Like in terms of stand up, he does everything right. And his tool bag Clean. is so huge. Got a deep bag. Yeah, dude, it's fucking nuts, man. Like whenever I see him fight, I, I get super excited because I'm like, Same. what else is he gonna do? Yeah. You know? And it's in the moment. He can pull, slip, got slick head movement. He's so slick with He it. can make adjustments on the fly. Like he's Would you he's say he's talented. in the same era as like a Tom Aspinall, Sean O'Malley? Is it that crop of like we started training when we we're twelve years old, MMA? Around there, yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah Only time time will tell though. You know what I mean? You're you're comparing those guys to you're comparing Ian Gary to some very strong. We'll, we'll see what guy. he does to uh, Je if he could do what he says he's going to do to Jeff Neal. Because yeah. I love Jeff Neal. Yeah. Hands of steel, dude. Mm -hmm. That left hand whoa, is fucking nuts, dude. And he gave he gave a tough fight to to um to Shavkat. Yeah, they were beating the shit out of each other. That was a tough fight for yeah. him. Yeah. That was the most we've seen Shavkat get beat up. Dude, Shavkat can take a shot too because oh, Jeff Neal was cracking him, dude. Jesus Christ! I don't know what that's about. 
Um, let's move over to uh, the sexiest fight on the card. All right, next. Favorite let's about the next fight, one. <laughs> Raquel Pennington, Mara Buena Silva. What? was that hey shout out to raquel pennington's year 2000 tattoos all over her body dude. <laughs> her whole body looks like a fucking mistake but um yeah snooze fest huh yeah bit of a snooze fest i was i was watching with some friends and i was in and out and it's so funny because like when you're watching the fights with groups of people you're talking and you're kind of going in and out i was like oh this fight's pretty good I was like, Raquel's kind of bringing it because I thought Myra people liked it actually. Bueno Silva was gonna was gonna pour it on her, but I was like, Ra- Raquel tough, like she can hit. I'll say this, all jokes aside, with the tattoos, Raquel is first of all she's an OG. Yeah. Number two, what I really appreciate is that she evolved. Yeah, she looks, dude. That was that was a right? big thing. How trippy was that? Yeah, like she looks way better than when I saw seen her in the past. Because I, when I seen her in the past, it's like, oh okay, she's like, just she's it. tough. So you know, what I say. Yeah. but she came out with some sick hands. Her hands look good. Very and it w- the fight was kind of back and forth, right? <clears throat> like, did you guys think that way? I was just frustrated with the amount of clinching uh, that the, the her coaches were even like, bro, stop clinching with Myra. Just back up and throw them hands. Yeah, I think Raquel, she did make a better adjustment later on with pressuring forward and just kind of throwing at her. With Myra, her biggest issue is that she just keeps her set dead center, head dead center, and doesn't move her fucking oh, head. And goes yeah, to just grabbing, yeah, grabbing. Bully. Yeah, she just tries to bully her way in. And I, I'll say this, man, I miss Amanda Nunes so fucking much. And when you see these two fight, you understand why Amanda Nunes was at the top, yeah. skill wise, strength wise, everything that you could think of an attribute for a female MMA fighter or just an MMA fighter in general. It's night and day. Amanda Nunes steps in one night, kills both. Them. Mm, like yeah. that. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. But while she's retired, it is interesting because um, Juliana Pena was on Twitter talking mad shit. I think Juliana Pena. I think Pena beats the fuck say, out of both of them. Also, the fuck out of both that, of them. That gives her a nice little ramp up to when she fights for the title because she's injured, right? So, yeah. you know, I feel like Juliana Pena could create stability in that division. And that'll be pretty. I think she will. I yeah. think the the female fighters in the one thirty five division really do have to step up because in the one twenty five, two oh yeah, bang- killers, killers and bangers, dude, all of them. So I don't understand what's happening with the one thirty five. Yeah, like that that fight was very very disappointing, in the sense that I expected. Well, I actually got. Raquel looked great in, from, in my opinion from what I've seen in the past mm. right like she's improved Myra I don't know what the fuck that was she looked great in the beginning yeah. like she kind of had her number early on but dude get your cardio up huh a little bit yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm not one to talk but look I'm just saying <laughs> get your cardio you're not fighting for a world title though. I know that's what I'm saying yeah. you know what I mean like I was a little disappointed Myra's very interesting she always looks like she's looking directly at the sun <laughs> have you seen you see her face she's just always just I'm like, is somebody just beaming a light at her? They're cheating, dude. Someone's in the back just flashing a laser. <laughs> like in seventh grade. Oh. <laughs> I was say, Myra tricked me. She sold me on that she was going to win because like, I kind of liked her on the mic. Me too. But she was good on the mic. I was I like, believe her. I thought Myra was going to win too. She yeah. probably changed the odds. She was honestly. like, snooze fast, snooze fast. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, it was it was, it was was a whatever fight though. Uh, this fight was crazy. Talk about a comeback, David. Tell me about Neil Magny. So Neil Magny, <laughs> my friends, if you guys don't know, oh, G, so many wins in the game. I think he's tied with GSP with That's the amount crazy. of wins, right? That's crazy. Neil Magny, fight style wise, he hasn't really evolved much, right? But he's somebody that's the you, same. It's consistent. Yeah, you don't really count him out pretty much because he always has like this way of like getting people. He ground. If if you're on the ground with Neil Magny, it's not a good idea, mm. basically. Mm. And what you saw here was that towards the end, I don't even fucking know how. He somehow ground and pounded the shit out of Mike Mallett when Mike Mallett was fucking him up. Dude. Oh my god. Mike Mallett, because I didn't know he was a jiu-jitsu black belt. But, what? Yeah, he's a jiu-jitsu. And he, he was, dude, he was beating the shit out of Neil Magny. For so the, bad. For the first half of the fight. Oh, up until the third round, right? The last minute. Um, up until the last minute. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, That was right. But I feel like when Neil Magny shot that underhook and just decided to get up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because Mike, I feel like this is a thing with high, like jiu-jitsu guys. Sometimes they go into when he's tired, he went to jiu-jitsu mode. Mm-hmm. He went, to, he threw up a single leg X where he controls that leg on one side. But in MMA, unless you are active off your back and you're trying to trip and you're stepping or th- threatening leg locks or whatever, threatening sweeps, it's a really easy position for a guy like Neil Magny to get low and punch you in the fucking head. Mm. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So I think he made, because he was maybe tired from winning the fight, 
he made a technical error that just cost him. At and, and Neil Magny is the vet where he goes, okay, find my opportunity, punch, 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 and then just kept pouring it on, and eventually we saw the finish. It was so just um, textbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, here we go, ground and pound. Yeah. Te- textbook, ground yeah. and pound. Like, if you're an MMA, like, and we've seen this in, like, combat jiu-jitsu. There was a viral clip that went around. Same position. Guy is chilling off his back, because usually in jiu-jitsu, you, this is a very dominant position, the single leg X. He threw up single leg X and, and slapped jiu-jitsu, and the guy just bends over, Palm strikes him in the face, KOs instantly. Because his hands aren't active. His hands aren't like this. Yeah. His hands are manipulating the legs, maybe trying to get the other leg. So with your feet up <laughs> and your head's on the floor, you're going to get KO'd potentially if, if the shots land. And I think that's exactly what happened. The thing that confused me the most about this fight was like, why did Bike Mallet decide to ditch the leg kicks? Mm. That was fucking... The calf good. kicks. Yeah, calf he kicks, was yeah. destroying Bro, Neil Magny. He, he was like five for five. <laughs> he, like Neil Magny at a certain point, he was hobbling. So I don't yeah. understand why he abandoned the leg kicks. Number one, low output of energy for a strike, and he he was landing it at will. So why did you abandon it? Yeah. I don't understand. Man, but he had the takedown. I think that was the takedowns, right? He had the takedowns. He was on top, so he felt like he was chilling. He just had to maintain position for another minute. And then Neil Magny just got that underhook and got up. Magny, too, is very interesting. He has the perfect body type to be an amazing striker, but he has some of the ugliest punches in the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's yeah. not. Is he a jiu-jitsu guy? Is that his base? I don't even know. He's just kind of... Neil Magny, in my <laughs> I don't even know. opinion, isn't really specialized at a lot of things, but he's very durable and he's good off his back. Yeah. So it, most of his fights is either ground and pounds to decisions. Yeah. He's just like an all-around MMA fighter that has like the attributes that kind of make it a little frustrating. Very long mm-hmm. fucking limbs, mm-hmm. big for the weight class. Mm-hmm. So he's been able to survive throughout UFC like that. But Neil Magny, if people forget, he actually beat Jeff Neal. Oh, yeah. 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 And that wasn't that long ago. J- Neil Magny has some big wins in the yeah. division. No, yep. he really does. It's tough, though, because it's like, what is it, like 35, maybe? Yeah. But it's like, what do you do with I, I feel just like the ultimate test for a lot of other numbers. Yeah, like, but also, too, the guys that he loses to are like amazing. specialists. Yeah. yeah. You know? Ian Gary, specialist striker. Will Gilbert Bur- Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, submission. He beat Dan- D-Rod, who's very good. That's right. Soft, yeah, he, he had to fight everyone. Fuck. Yeah, so he's beating all the guys that are below, like, the top ten, right? He's gatekeeper. Yeah. I love so, gatekeeper. He beat Lawler? I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, that's when he was a real problem. But, yeah. you know, as time goes on, I think people start to figure him out a little bit more. He fought Carlos Condit? I don't dude, remember that. Carlos Condit, bro. But all respect to Magny, man. He's an OG, dude. I just don't know where to put him now. Like, yeah. I, what what does he do? Does he continue to stay in? I don't think he's going to touch the belt. But if he wants to be competitive and stay in mm-hmm. the UFC, why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, another middleweight. Sean's buddy over at Extreme Couture, Chris, the action man, Curtis, versus that guy, the Canadian name. We got the kicker versus the puncher. <laughs> that happened. guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Chris Curtis is interesting, right? Like... Now nah, go hard. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I've seen, I've watched Chris Curtis fight in PFL, right? So, oh, yeah. He's yeah. a PFL guy. Okay. Yeah. When he was fighting at 170. So when he came over to the UFC, I thought he was going to mix it up, and he did. Chris Curtis's biggest issue, right, is that he constantly complains. Of, first of all, your nickname is Action Man, mm-hmm. right? But he's a heavy counter striker. He complains about how fighters engage with him when they know his game. They've seen tape on him. You are the counterfighter. So he always waits for the action to kind of come to him rather than him creating scenarios. Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't create scenarios that benefit him. And then he'll complain. Like, How come you're not fighting me? How come you're not fighting me? Because In the they, ring, you're referring to him calling. For yeah. The fight. He does that every yeah. fight. And guess what, Chris Curtis? It's up to you. You have to create these openings. It's not like he can't be aggressive. He's he's never choosing to, right? And I think that becomes something very frustrating for a lot of people who watch him, and they boo him a lot because they think he's boring. But he has, like, the, the power, the ability to do all this. His boxing is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like once, and I always say this about Sean Strickland, too. I feel like Chris Curtis and Sean Strickland just need to have some sort of blitz. Yes. Like, it'll make their game a little more well-rounded, and then it'll, it'll cause because if you're a counter-striker, the fight can go away, get away from you if you're not active enough. And, you know, most people, like you said, if they're fighting a counter-striker, if they did their homework on a guy like Chris Curtis, I'm not going to stand in front of this motherfucker. Yeah. 
I'm going to avoid that shit. I'm going to avoid that 50-50 as much as I can. I'm going to try to hit you, stick and move. I do not want, I don't want any mm-hmm. part of the that scrap, right? So it's like that is, I think, a reasonable expectation when you're fighting. Maybe he wasn't expecting that from Mark andre because, you know, Mark andre kind of has a similar style like Chris Curtis. But I just feel like if they added a little bit more of a blitz, it could just open up their game and just – allow them to be on the better side of these decisions sometimes because that shit was a toss-up after i watched that fight i kind of didn't know who won yeah (laughs) i didn't know which way the judges were gonna go you know with for example chris curtis went on this huge tirade complaining about the fight with him and jack hermanson right saying that oh that he was a pussy he was just running no he had a very good game plan and by the way when you look at the strikes he outstruck the fuck out of you yeah. so mm. who's the one who wasn't creating openings or wasn't doing anything in the octagon it was Chris Curtis because mm. you kept waiting and you wanted him to fall into your trap he wasn't playing that game so Jack Hermanson did what Jack Hermanson does he picked him apart from the outside mm. say so he was moving guess what he was moving backward and he was hitting you yeah so What's what's the problem here? Whose fault is that? That's you, Chris Curtis. You didn't switch the game plan. You stuck to the same thing, yep. and that's that's what happened. Yeah. So that's just the one thing that I don't like about Chris Curtis. I love him as a fighter. He has some of the cleanest boxing I've ever seen yep. in MMA. I think it's really dope. But like you said, if he could just like switch his game up a little just bit, just a little, pass a little, blitz. just just add more like ring, like more footwork, mm. right? Lateral movement, be able to cut these guys off. Because you know, if he could have a, a really well-rounded game where he could cut guys off and put them in positions that he could be successful in, then I feel like that's going to make the difference. And that's why, even in the PFL, he kind of had this reputation. Mm. So when he fought Ray Cooper the third, and Ray Cooper knocked him the fuck out, people mm. were, loved it. They, th- they they were fucking jizzing for it. So this is go back to the, <laughs> the whole world. No, everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> oh, brother. So do you think this is part of the same thing with Sean at that camp? Is like these guys just spar too much, and they're used to that mindset of just keeping that constant pace, sparring in the gym, like because they do fight very similar. I forgot who said this. I was listening to somebody talk about this, but there was I think it was Barry Robinson actually. He was saying that okay, sparring is great. You're doing a bunch of sparring. But because you fall into these patterns, this is what happens when you don't do enough drilling. Mm. Like drilling specific situations because then it'll help you. Because I I feel like both these guys, Chris Curtis and Sean Strickland, they're so comfortable in the scrap that it almost is like a detriment to them. Mm. (laughs) Because like there is no sense. It doesn't feel like there's a sense of urgency, right? Like because in their mind, like I'm not getting hit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know how sometimes you spar – and then you're you're touching a punch like gets close to your chin, it touches you barely, and you're like, oh, it's fine. But then everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, 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 right. Mm. Or you're getting hit, but you roll with it, so it doesn't really hurt. So you're like, I'm fine. That barely touched me. Yeah. So because in his mind he's thinking that, but optics wise, the judges are it like, doesn't look that's good. a yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. He's winning. He's walking him down, right? So like, I feel like. For these guys' styles, they have to have something. They have to push forward a little bit more, yeah. and, and and I think that'll help them with their counter game. Yeah. Right? Like I think it'll. You need both. You can't just do one thing. And I think like with Mark too in this fight, Mark was actually doing a good job, kind of picking him apart a little bit. Mm. But then I think Mark got impatient. Yeah. And he kind of fell into what Chris Curtis was going. You get lulled into it. Yeah. yeah he goads him a little bit, yeah. and he, he just kind of threw the plan. Out I'm not a that. pussy. I'll fight you, you right hear, now. You hear the booze. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So Mark that does change. That does change. To throw some bangers, and he kind of played into Chris Curtis's plan, which is probably why he lost, even though it could have gone either way. Yeah. yeah. But if he stuck to the plan, what he was doing in the first round, he would have won. Chris Curtis would have cried about it. He would have went. He would have complained on Twitter but you would have had the W. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right, moving to the featherweight bout. Arnold this was a Allen uh, did not get the W. I thought he was, but, man, Mosvar is... He's a beast. He was even calling for a title shot. Low-key, he kind of looks like... He kind of fights style-wise, to me, a little like Habib. Yes! He boxes like Habib. It's the same style. This guy's the same like, head movement. Yeah. This is Habib. Yeah. More than anybody else who who kind of compares themselves to Habib, that was Habib yeah. right there. It was a very – it could have gone either way. I actually thought Arnold Allen took it. Um, there was a little bit of controversy with those knee strikes, but he was lifting him up and yeah, stacking dude, him. Yeah, it was, was kind of fire. Um, Arnold Allen is really amazing. Yes. He's really good. He's so good, man. But this is just what happens when you get a guy like 
Mosvar, who is just such a dominant wrestler, and he's so good at that. His bag is so deep in the wrestling where, like, all the Gramby rolls they were hitting, most of the guys, they'll let go after two or three of them. Nope. He stayed on the Fucking hooked them and just <laughs> said, nope. Like, and, and Arnold Allen, you could tell, he was prepared. Yes. He was. He had an answer for everything, but Mosvar was like, I've seen this chain happen way more times. Yeah. Like, I know exactly where to take you. What an interesting stance he took, right? He had he had his cross super tucked in real tight, and he had that jab low. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so sick. So was he was he was doing that because he was worried about just getting grabbing the underhook? Yeah, so Faraz was Faraz a hobby. Shout out the God, TriStar Gym. This dude was his strategy was leave your lead hand low because then you won't be he it'll be harder for you to see the jab. But then when he shoots in there on your legs, you have an arm in place. So you have an underhook ready to go. Oh. So you can down block, right? So it's just not it's putting your arm in the way so you can get your hips away. It's a barrier. It's Which a frame. it did work really it well. It worked. It worked really well. But most of our is so good because he was adjusting and he was like, all right. And he just kept getting to the back. And the deeper the exchanges went, we saw Arnold Allen kind of I mean, get it, drugged down. It kind of sucks for Arnold Allen because he cracked him in the temple like three times with those knees, which were completely fucking legal. Mm-hmm. That fight could have ended right there. Yeah. If he just kept it on, he probably would have smashed his face in, which I, I understand from a ref's point of view. It's hard to say. Would yeah. you say the third one might have been on the ground? I'll say this. I'll say this completely. I feel like if you can put two hands on the floor or one hand on the floor, you should still get kneed in the head. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you're on, one FC, bro. If okay, maybe not like like the soccer kicks. Maybe not on your knees where you're like in on a sprawl where you get like kneed yeah, in the yeah, head. Yeah. Maybe not like that. But if your butt is in the air and your hands on the floor and you're being controlled, I feel like yeah. knees are fair because. I would agree with that. You sh- they you should change that. For you sure. don't want to be in that position anyway. It's like yeah. the Aljo shit. Yeah. Right? It's like. But he's on the knees. <laughs> yeah. But you don't want to chill there either. Yeah. Because what happens if you're in a street fight? Someone just fucking front kicks. Oh, interesting. It's like you're into- using Aljo's uh, critique of jiu-jitsu against himself. But you can't be mad when you go into a jiu-jitsu rule set. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm making. I'm saying Aljo is the one complaining, but he's playing the game too in MMA. Yeah, so it's in like a street fight. Yeah. You won't be on your four knees. Exactly, your four knees. Your four knees, dude. <laughs> your yeah. four knees. Yeah, what kind of fucking creature and is this? And if you're in a street fight and a guy's like this, the funk master, yeah. and he's like, "Yo, come over here." I'm. You could run. Yeah, I, you could, yeah. I think in those type of situations when they kind of have their body locked, and they're literally controlling them, those knees should be fine. Yeah, body yeah. control. I yeah. think that's a huge. That's a fat difference, right? It's not like somebody's on their four knees. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah. This is very, <laughs> very different. in a circle. Yeah, I think the fight would have ended right there if Alan could continue. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mosvar jumps up to top five. Holy shit! Wow, that's a huge jump. Um, I think everyone's kind of busy right now. Ooh, we'll get to Max Holloway later because we didn't talk about that. It happened last week after the oh podcast. My gosh. But who does he fight? Because everyone's. I guess he's just waiting to fight the winner of Brian Ortega, Yair, and or the winner of Alexander versus uh, Tupiri. I mean, Arnold Allen can fight anybody on here if he yeah. wanted to. There's, I mean, it's so stacked. Who the f- I don't know. It's I feel like, like Arnold Allen can beat Brian Ortega. Yeah. I feel like he would match up well with Topuria. I don't know if he'd win. He would match up well with Calvin Cater, too. Yeah. Oh, I like so that. So I feel like, dude, give him the fucking... Give him, oh, actually, because Brian Ortega is going to fight Yair yeah, here in Mexico. So whoever wins that is probably going to get to the title shot. Yeah. So you got to match these guys up with another eliminator. But both those guys, if, if Volk wins, he fought Yair and Brian Ortega already. So would they just go he wants most new far? New blood. Oh, shit. New okay. blood. Uh, Edson Barbosa. I forgot he's still in the mix, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know if Edson Barbosa's going to make it to the top. How fucking dare you, dude? I love him. Taekwondo. Dude. Arnold Allen, Josh Older. I think that'd be a great fight. That's a good fight. They haven't fought already, have they? No. They have not fought. Yeah, I don't know. I think Topuria... Dude, Topuria... And Volk is going to be such a crazy. Guy. I'm I'm so curious as to what's going to happen. I have no fucking idea. If Volk destroys Tapuria, <sighs> hey, the God goat status in that the God class done, done. It's, it's not the Volk even era. Ar- it's not even an <laughs> argument anymore. It's like what he's done for the sport. Even though I feel like he lost to Max twice, uh, it doesn't matter. Hey, scroll down. I wanted to. Did you guys see this? Did you guys see that first yeah. fight? 
I didn't see this fight. This was wild. I heard Jimmy Flick is legit. Dude, he was losing and came out of nowhere. He says he's if Khabib and Damian Maya had a baby. <laughs> really? That's what he said. I mean, look at his face. Okay, <laughs> there it is. But Jasmine Juice Devicious. Well, relax, dude. Versus yeah, relax. Priscilla Cachoeira. That fight was insane. Did you guys see that? No. Jasmine beat the shit out of Pris- she yeah, it wasn't. Com- I would say it was he, competitive. He landed 200 significant strikes in the first round. Bro, really? I'm surprised they didn't stop it Bro. at some points. I was... But, but, but Priscilla look at got a chin, dog. No, I'm, I'm, hey, look. Yes, she does. Yeah. <laughs> she also don't have any lips. <laughs> Dude, she was getting beat up for three fucking rounds. And then she, she hit 200 strikes in the, the first, first round. round. Yeah. And the second round looked just like the first round. And I was like, oh, they're not stopping this? Okay. How did she last till round three? This bitch is tough, man. No, and she didn't look like she was. I didn't like, mean to say that bitch. Oh. What did you mean to say? You said this bitch, though, so it's okay. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was fine. This trick right here? Yeah, this, this trick right here? I don't mean to call women bitches. Yeah, that bitch sorry. got balls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she got scrotes. <laughs> All right, let's get into some uh, fight news. We got UFC two, uh, 300. We'll be following this card for the next month. Uh, but, man, Tom Aspinall says, Stipe Miocic turned down a UF, UFC 300 title fight. Yeah, he don't care. Yeah. He's waiting for why? I mean, wait for John Jones. Yeah, he don't fucking care. He's, 40, that, he's 48 years old. See, it makes sense for Stipe to turn that down because yeah. he's looking for the John Jones fight. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been great, though? But, but if Tom destroyed him. If John Jones turns down a Tom Aspinall fight, Different. we're like, come on. Bro. But let's just say this. But David Who's going to pay more for John Jones fight? So that's why he's turning it down. He's no, yeah. Fight fucking oh, Aspinall for pennies. I ain't mad at that. Unless yeah. they pay him a ton for UFC 300, like just a UFC pay. It's not still not going to be enough. I don't blame Stipe no way. Yeah. for that. At his age of 49, like he needs to fight John Jones. He is 86 years old. He's <laughs> he's looking for legacy. Honestly, I wouldn't f- want to fight either of those guys. Yeah, but like for the upside and story wise, it would make more sense John for Jones. Stipe to fight John Jones. And they both retire that day, and yeah. they just move off. It's a draw. They both raise their hands. They, yeah. both they both walk away with seven figures in their pockets, and Oof. they just move on. Why yeah. the fuck not? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, so, you know, still don't have a uh, fight for UFC 300, but last week, right after we recorded, uh, David sent us a brand new fight announcement, and that is going to be for the BMF belt. Justin, highlight Gaethje versus Max Blessed Holloway, I, two of the most liked fighters on the roster. I don't Some like Some people fight. are upset by it. I don't like Some people fight. love it. David, you first. How do you just feel about this matchup itself? For, first reaction was, wow. Second reaction was, don't like it. Yeah. I don't want these two to fight each other. Um, Why, David? Why? They're because two I love favorites. both of them. And also, too, hopefully this time Max Holloway is going to look like he fits in that weight class. Because at, Dustin, he yeah. did not rough. He looked so flabby and weak at that weight class. It was such a stark difference. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a smart move. And I feel like Justin Gaethje is very hot right now. Yes. And I feel like danger-wise, he seems to be more of a dangerous fight than the Dustin Poirier fight. I think Dustin Poirier hits hard. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, and Max Holloway was, he was, that fight was a competitive fight with Dustin Poirier. Yeah. He was pouring it on Poirier. He almost subbed Poirier with yeah. that Darce. That, or the Anaconda show. Ran out of time. Oh, that shit was so... Because that shit was locked up. But that would have been finished. I remember if that fight, though, I think a lot of us watching felt like, man, the punches didn't seem like they were hurting. The Dustin. stopping yeah. power. You know what I mean? I feel like Max Holloway is a very different fighter now. Same. I feel like he's a little more elusive and he's learning how to be like, eh, I'm not going to take all this damage. I'm going to be more in and out. Mm-hmm. He, he has... It seems like he does have a deeper skill set. But Justin Gaethje is just like... He he's so scary. <laughs> also, too, Max is also very heavy on his front foot. Yeah, the low kick. <laughs> that shit concerns Pop. me so Pop. much. I bro, Max always one of my. He's probably like top three favorite fighters. Same dude. So anytime I have an emotional connection to Max Holloway. Yeah, and I really like Justin Gaethje, and I feel like he's so good. Interesting. And I feel like emotional connection. I like Justin Gaethje. No, I love Justin Gaethje, but I feel like it's a dangerous fight when you're fighting at lightweight. Yes. Like you said, it's it's about the weight, it's about the size, it's about the BMF, you know what I mean? And Max also hasn't committed to that weight class. If, exactly. If yeah. he says, I'm going to, I really don't think guys nowadays in modern MMA, you can't jump between 45, two different weight divisions. Yeah. Right. It has to be a commitment. You have, if you like, dominate. Look at Volk. Right. See, I wouldn't be mad if Max Holloway said, 
I've done my time at 145. Officially. I'm going to 155. I'm changing my lifestyle, diet, everything to be 155. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, all like, right. Like Charles Oliveira. Let's go. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because look how big that motherfucker is. Yeah. Right? But for Max Holloway, I don't know. I feel like he could have the gas tank. He could have all those things at 155 if he just had time to prep. And it just makes me nervous that he's going up in weight. So too early to pick picks, David? Uh, <laughs> I always choose with my heart, so I'm going to go with Max Holloway. Max Holloway. Cause... Okay, Scott, so your logical pick is Justin. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, I didn't say that. Hey, same I, over here, hey, buddy. He could squeeze this out, though. Max Holloway yeah. can beat Justin Gates. Blessed Express, okay? Look at All the, the size of his ears and nose. That's a man of many years of wisdom. All right? This man can do it. I believe in Max Holloway. He's you got the what? mana. If he does get it done, how does he do it, though? He's going to just outpace him. You think so, Justin? Justin does get tired, though, especially because he throws so, such heavy bombs. If Justin gets frustrated with Max Holloway's uh, pressure and also volume, yeah. Justin's going to want to try to take his lights out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Max Holloway mm-hmm. is going to capitalize. Opening, because people yeah. also forget he's an amazing counter-striker. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. He's, his, his bag— and he pushes the pace, too. Yes. So he could do both. He could do it all. Max does have a path to victory. Max Holloway, cuz. Cuz? Okay. Yeah, you want some reasons to spin about a cups? Yeah, come on, brother. Same way. Hawaii. Hawaii. Do the paper. Hawaii all day. <laughs> do the brother. paper to the head, cuz. Um, all right. Another fight announcement. I we know who your choice is. have added. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Kyla Harrison? Finally? Kyla. Kyla. Kayla Harrison coming. Kalila Harrison. Kalila <laughs> Harrison coming to fight Holly Home. I think. F- leaving the PFL. Keep in mind, she's a 155er female fighting at 135. Yeah. Not even catch weight. Not even 145. How, how far is this fight away? April? When is UFC 300? She'll she'll be able to pass those April tests by then, right? Yeah. Because this this dude is buff. Like she, <laughs> this my boy here, fucking stacked. The weight cut's gonna be the hardest thing, I think. Yeah, Holly, that's gonna be the true battle. Holly Holm too is not the same Holly Holm that she was five six years ago. She is yeah. really slow. Oh, Kayla she, wins this. Yeah, I think she has to make. But then how do do we get the same Kayla Harrison at one thirty five that we get at one fifty five? Oh yeah, that's what she does. She takes you know? the ten percent. She's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna weigh one." I think <laughs> Kayla Harrison is. It's actually a pretty easy pick for me. I mean, the neck differences yeah. are insane. She's going to drag fucking Holly home to the floor and just beat the shit out of her. Can I say something about judo players though? Judo players, especially if you you compete at the Olympic level, they're a whole nother level of badass, bro. Yeah, because it's so competitive worldwide. Like, it's not like jujitsu. It's not like wrestling. It's like elite, elite. So if you could even make it to the Olympic Games. Two-time. Yeah. Two-time winner. If you could even make it to the Olympic Games, you're on another fucking level. Not, let alone, yeah, let alone win a gold medal two times. Yeah. Is she a two-time Olympic uh, champ? Yeah, she is, right? Yeah, two-time gold, which is insane on an international level. And then if she wins a UFC belt, dude, she, she might be the greatest combat athlete of all time. If Holly Holmes fucking head kicks her to an oblivion, that's the second fucking Olympic judo champion she knocked out. That'd be a crazy story. What a story to have on your resume. That's insane. Yeah. What? Oh, I didn't think about that. That's Mm -hmm. dope. It's not going to happen, but I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a tough fight for her. Yeah, I think, think number one, she's way younger. Yeah. Way stronger, way faster. And, you know, what I've seen from Holly Holmes in her last fights, she has lost quite a bit of her speed and accuracy. Um, She's just been in the fight game for a while. I feel like Kayla's going to grab her head. In her arm, and then hip toss her on the floor and yeah. sub her. A hundred percent. I feel like that could be the path to victory. And Holly Holm just has to keep it. But Holly Holm is good footwork. You know what I mean? So she could she could keep the fight standing a little bit longer. Outpoint her. Uh, Dana White says no to Conor McGregor comeback fight in June, which makes me believe more that they might just bump Conor and Michael Chandler to fucking three hundred. Yeah. Mm. I have a feeling they need to. I mean, like, I'm trying to think now. Like, we're getting close. Like, who's going to fight at UFC 300? Like, who's going to actually be the main event? It's going to be Connor for sure. It has to be. It has to be because all the other cards are so stacked. So, right, you've used all your championship fights already. It's going to be Connor, and the ticket sales aren't going to be that great. As, as they're going to expect because Connor has been so out of it. Mm-hmm. His antics are kind of whatever. Nobody really cares about Connor in the fight game anymore. They kind of like him as a personality, but to see him fight, I don't think a lot of people care anymore. Yeah. Or or quick UFC 300. Do you think there's a quick turnaround for Izzy and Drickus? Hey, if that fucking Or Sean happens, and Drickus. That would make more sense. Yeah. I don't think they're going to ask for Sean and Drickus. I, I do feel have a feeling that Drickus and Izzy are, is going to headline. You feel it? 
I kind of think that's more likely. Hey, I hope so because, well, I think Izzy is still healing up from his injuries. He had a, apparently like a couple of major surgeries. Oh, really? Oh. Kind of took him out for a while, so wow. he might not be healed up by then. Yeah, so he's been fighting pretty injured. Uh, we just, you know, he just never talked about it, never complained about it, but he had a major surgery not too long ago. I don't know who UFC. I'm tired of Conor McGregor news, dude. I love him. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care anymore. I'm good off that. All right. Um, all right. Let's get to let's do some quick picks on this. I mean, we just talked about UFC 300, so let's just go through this very quickly. This is going to be a fight night. Uh, Roman Delos de. Versus, I can't even say this. Delizze. No. Delizze. How do you say that name? Delizze. Say that in French. Nasrine Imavov. Imavov. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick picks. Go, David. Uh, Roman Delice is a monster, very, very powerful. You know, surprisingly, his striking is not as bad as people think that it is. He just doesn't use it as much. But recently, he has been knocking people out. Nasreen is very, very crafty, very fast in and out. Uh, very surrogate. Yeah. I, damn, fucking Roman Delice is a big dude, though. It's a tough fight to pick. Yeah, I don't know. Um, fuck. This is a 50-50 for me. I would Give, I'm going to give it to Nasser, Nasruddin Imavov. Uh, I think he's just gonna. But how many? How many rounds? Five, right? Yeah, it's five rounds. Yeesh, might. Ooh, actually, ooh, that might go. Yeah, I'm that, gonna give it to Roman. I yeah, I kind of had Roman. I feel like Roman has more ways to win because yeah. his sub attacks, bro. Like his 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 ground game is yeah. nasty. Yeah, I'm he's really it. nasty. Um, if he's gonna be able to get him down to the Hermanson, ground, Hermanson. That's right. We don't know. Yeah, he fucking. I remember that. He fight. beat the shit out of Hermanson, Hermanson. With, a, with a calf yeah. slicer, and then started punching his fucking head. Knocked out Haas too, didn't he? Yeah. So, Roman, this is, a, this is a. I feel like this is a big step up for Roman. Yeah. But I think Roman deletes it. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the upset. All right, we got Hanato Moicano versus Drew Dober. The mask in the game still. I. Yo. I kind of feel like Drew Dober is gonna get this. I like him. He's he's fine. Hanato's a. He he's so good though, and he's he looks good at one fifty five, but I feel like Drew Dober is kind of on a hot one right now. I'll give it to Hanato. I think Hanato when he made that uh, that weight the the weight change, uh. I think he's just been a different fighter. Oh, he beat Riddell. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it to Hanato. Didn't he also fight Fiziev? Yeah, he got killed by Fiziev. Oh, that's right. Shit. Okay. Pull up. Uh, pull up Drew Dober. He's coming off Bobby Green, right? Yes. The Bobby Green W? No. No. Oh, and Man. Rick Glenn. He fought for Vola. I remember that fight. Oh, he lost to Vola. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, Dober. I'll go with the mask. Dober. Dober got knocked out by Favola. Yeah, I think. I'm going to go with Hinato. I think I'm going to change my pick to with Hinato. Yeah. All right, we got Randy Brown uh, and Mos, Muslim. I've only seen Muslim fight once, so I don't even know. Uh, I actually don't know. I don't know enough about. He's him. a kung fu fighter. That's what that's what they say. Really? They introduce him. He's like a kung fu guy. I think Sanda or something. Too. Oh, 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 if he's Sand, hey, Muslim, let's go. Muslim's good though. He's Solikov. Oh. I'm gonna go Solikov. All right, we have uh, Vivian Araujo. Araujo. Oh my God. Araujo. I don't know who these two people are at all. Natalia Silva. How are they rank? I don't. I think I have seen her fight. I don't even know if I've seen Natalia Silva. Maybe I have to see them in their fight mode because I don't recognize them right now. I'm gonna go Natalia. Same. All right, let's go with. This is an interesting fight. What the fuck let's is that sheep herder on the left? Yeah, bro, pull him up. I let's think go I with... think he's a debut actually. <laughs> this is dude, he... that is a sheep herder. That motherfucker has eight hundred sheep on a farm somewhere in a mountain. Oh, it was a second fight in the UFC. Yeah, dude, Murdov is a fucking beast, and the fact that I mean that guy looks like a beast. Alia Ashkab is the favorite. That's a big deal, because Murdov is is a scary guy. Yeah, I'm gonna go Murdov. I'm gonna go the best extend. I'm going sheep herder. <laughs> I'm a sheep herder. Gilbert Urbina, man, he looks so different from uh, Ultimate Fighter and uh, Charles Radke. Radke. I haven't seen both these guys fight enough. Yeah, to I don't know. I like Gilbert. His name's cool. Oh. All right, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> oh, Molly Meatballs on Meatball. the card. You better not lose again, dude. Bro, are they just getting every fighter from Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan? For reals, dude. It's like they're just getting all these uh, Shavkats, man. What do you guys? What do you guys think about Molly McCann? You think she's good? I think she is popular because of Patty. They're a fun time. I think Scousers will always be popular in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. As long as I get on a fucking uh, win streak. As a fighter, I mean, she's a fighter, but it's like I think she's got a lot of that uh, promotional rub because of Patty. 
Mm. She's scheduled to win. She she's the favorite. Bro, check Congo versus Pete Rodriguez. Shut the fuck. Dude, it looks exactly the same. That does not look. Check Congo. Congo. Is that what you said? Like, check Congo. <laughs> this guy's from Zimbabwe. Is he the first UFC fighter from Zimbabwe? No, I don't know. It wasn't. You don't uh, really see that flag that often. Yeah. You know what I mean, wait, wasn't uh, Izzy's uh, training partner from Zimbabwe? Oh, the blood, the the blood, blood diamond, blood diamond dude. Yeah, is that him? No, no, that's not him. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it, is but that, those are. <laughs> is that, is that, yo, is that the same? Is that the same black dude? <laughs> right wheels. That's the same black guy. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. We're gonna stop this right now. <laughs> wheels, wheels off camera says they all look alike. Yeah. Asians too. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Wheels. <laughs> that's right. That's crazy. You would say that, dude. Wheels called him a living shadow. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. wheels. What the fuck, man? I was like, yo, how fucking dare you, man? That's our uh, episode for today, guys. Get those picks. I'm going to play some of this Izzy back training on the mitts. Oh, beefy, dude. He looked good, bro. He looked thick. He looks like he fight 205 against Alex Pereira and win the 205 belt. That's what I think. Mm. Dude, come back, Izzy. We need you. Oosh. Oosh. We need you. Oosh. Oh, he's throwing hooks now? <laughs> now. <laughs> he's trying to. He does look thick, huh? Yeah, he looks a little His thick, butt dude. He looks huge. All right, relax, dude. All right, relax, DDP. (laughs) Grab my nuts. Honk, honk. All right, guys, uh, make sure you like this video. If you like the video, we need to get to 250 likes because that helps it get out into the algorithm. Make sure you subscribe to the US Media channel. And also leave a comment down below. David, can you offer our fine casuals out there a question for them to answer? Do you think DDP likes men or do you think (laughs) it's all a front with his wife or something, dude? And I want you guys to write deep fan fiction on this. I don't want two sentence answers. I want a full paragraph. Paint a story. Paint Paint a a story. By the way, I'm just kidding. I just thought it was really funny that his coach kept grabbing his dick. It is. It is hilarious. I'd love to get down to that, uh, why that happens. But also, very big fan of GDP. Hey, whenever you visit LA, GDP, come over here. Yeah, you're the best dude ever, man. Yeah, yeah. Peace. I'll let you honk it. (laughs) 